Give me the green light. Give me just one night. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go. everybody to episode 58 of the green light podcast after a couple week hiatus for um, a litany of reasons we are back i've asked ian to allow me to provide a psa before we even jump in but please college basketball athletes please stop announcing your transfer lists stop cutting them from 10 to 7 to 5 to 3 to 1 and stop including the school that you currently attend because wouldn't be doing this and including your school, if you weren't going to transfer. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know how we've gotten this far. And I don't know whose responsibility it is to stop it. But here on the Greenlight Pod, we don't support it. We're again, we are fully, and like, it's one thing, you put these giant these graphics up and you get someone to post and you throw all these logos on it. It's one thing to do that as like a high schooler. And I get you're trying to feed your ego. Or maybe you're trying to drum up more recruitment. But if you're a transfer and you're making a decision in like a, what, three-week window, especially during quarantine, like when you're not even going on visits, you're not, it's just like, here's the 10 schools that will accept me now. And here's all the logos. Look at all my choices. And then it's like, ah, these three schools, they're not catching up. Ah, I'm going to make a post again so everyone can see these. And then, right. like, it, it make, I, I'm cool if you're going to come out, like, who – um. Trying to think who's a good example of one. I mean, even this is going to sound bad, but one of the, like one of Virginia's transfers from Rice, the kid that they got from uh, from Rice, he posted like he's like, "Here's my four schools I'm looking at. It's Villanova, it's Virginia, it's Houston, and I forget and Pittsburgh." Trey Lewis is like, "Boom, okay, we know these are the four schools you're looking at, and I commit to Virginia." Like, boom. It's not like here's ten, and then here's seven, and then oh wait, no, my new five has another new school, but then I eliminated my other like. What are you doing? Just, here, here are the two words that everybody needs to heed. Just transfer. Seriously. Just transfer. No problem. Oh. Once, you, once you commit and you transfer, have all the posts. Do whatever you want. But just just transfer. I mean, it's, it's wild. It, it, the thing, the whole, like, I don't, I, almost, I don't know how many people that have I, – I, I would be very, very interested in finding the number on how many people kept, like, their current school as an option that actually, like, went back to – the only, I know one. It's the Turner kid from Bowling Green, that's which was, like, one of the top ones. And that's – it's like, okay. That's like, hey, hey, look, I'm, I'm currently job-seeking, but I'm just keeping my current job as an option just yep. in case I don't get – like, what are you doing, dude? All right. Enough of transfers. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I can't stand it. Me and Ian have been sending each other back and forth, like uh, – We even dipped in – I even dipped in the football side of things. I saw, like, a ridiculous, like, football graphic with, like, 13, 14 schools. I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing, man? Now we, we sound like like old old men sitting on our porch saying, get off my lawn. Like, Let me tell you something. I'm embracing it. I'm embracing it. I'll rock, in my, I'll rock in my chair and sip my beer and tell them yeah. to get off my lawn all day. Hell yeah. I'm embracing it. Um, all right. Well, let's get into Wake Forest. You know, last episode in with Adam, we talked about how COVID was, um, you know, saving some coaches' jobs. Um, it didn't save Coach Manning's. So they hire Steve Forbes, and, and I don't even really want to debate because I, I also think this is pretty stupid. People did this when Danny Manning was hired. People do this 
when every coach is hired, oh, how's he going to do? I don't know. And no. to be honest with you, I, I, I don't really have – can't really. Like, it's, it's uh, really, really it's, – I think it's ironic enough, the Athletic had a piece. It was, like, grading the 2015 hires. And I think Steve Forbes was, like, the number one hire they graded. But, like, if you looked at, like, grade then and then five years later. Yeah, in two, so in 2015, like, Steve Forbes being hired at East Tennessee State – wasn't regarded as like, oh, that's an incredible hire, like whatever it is. But then looking back in 2020, looking back five years ago at who's done the best of those hires, it was Steve Forbes, ironically. And so like right now to say that like all the rank these that JMU's going to do this and they're going to do this, like it, it is really hard to tell. I think there's some you think are going to be like slammed. I thought Chris Mack was like an obvious, like he'll do well at Louisville. Yeah, sure. But I think it, there are some unpredictable – or factors with Wake Forest and obviously we're gonna get into that when we rank our ACC jobs later but the one thing I will say it's interesting if anyone knows his background is heavy heavy juke I mean he's a really successful juco coach all his teams have been built off of very legit juco player I think I thought like of his roster he since he stayed this year is like eight or nine of their guys were like junior college dudes and Wake Forest it's very obviously one of the best academic schools in the conference let alone the country Um, are you one are you are they going to bend to get to take those kids, are you going to get them to, to come there? Um, regardless, they did put out one of the most cringeworthy coaching announcements of all time, though. Perfect transition. So th- that's what I want to talk about is like – and look, there's really nothing else to do, so it, it kind of makes sense. But, like, the marketing push behind Steve Forbes has been real. I mean oh, – very, put, very real. They put him in magazines and billboards and on their site, and then they had – which at best is cringeworthy and at worst is like brutally embarrassing is that video of them with the masks and him screaming at the end. Like I felt uncomfortable watching I it. I felt more uncomfortable at least cause like, I know he's got like personalities fiery. I like yeah. kind of got a little more genuine. I got just a weird creepy vibe from John Curry, the AD. It's just like, are you going to put up banners? Are we going to graduate kids? And yeah, here you go, coach. Here's your, like, come on, dude. It's just so fake. You know what and I mean? You know, and especially, I feel bad. Like, I don't, I don't know if I feel bad for that. He's the one that basically just got crushed by the whole Tennessee fan base when he tried to hire, um, oh, I can't even think of his name. It was the Rucker, Shiano, Greg Shiano. So, uh-huh. like, he was the AD at Tennessee. He, like, basically had found it announced, like, we're going to hire Greg Shiano. And all the fans were just disappointed in it. So they basically went out and they made this public smear campaign that he was part of, like, they went back in his history. They're like, no. Like, and, and then basically made him backtrack. And he just kind of got cucked, for a better word. And then you had to fire new. And then he went off to Wake Forest. Yeah, so, like, totally. this dude, he just doesn't – the AD didn't come across as, like, an assertive, like, oh, it was just, like, you're – yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, the marketing push has been crazy. I also I, – what I did love about Forbes, and obviously – um, the kid, Saar, has now already committed to Kentucky. But I loved his pitch, like him saying, hey, why would you put forth all this effort towards a really good um, degree and, and, and at an, an unbelievable academic institution like Wake Forest to go waste it away at Kentucky? I thought that was hysterical. I that thought, what an unbelievable, like, shot at Kentucky through a recruiting pitch, which, you know, what, I, I don't care whether you think that's true or not. Um, academics is not necessarily a part in high major recruiting, but uh, wow. how old? And how old was that kid? Like, what year was he? We know. Uh, he he was three years at Wake. He was three years, okay. Yeah, I don't know if he got. I don't, does everyone now get an automatic waiver? Like, is he playing? Uh, it's not no, not automatically. I mean, 
they're saying it's potentially, but I, it's, I've certainly heard so many reports. Like, I know the kid, like Lewis, that's going to Virginia. Is it even if he can get on Mac, like he's like, I'm going to sit, like whatever it is. So like, I, there's some, I don't, I honestly don't think it gets done right now. I think COVID's probably part of the reason just because of the, all the decision-making, but it seems like they might be a lot more lenient on waivers because like they are trending and they're trending in the direction of voting on automatic, but yeah. All right. Well, the Kentucky needed them because they had just no players on their roster. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, actually. Um, um, and and the fact that they're losing transfer battles to BYU is, is another thing, too. Yeah, it's another thing. I'm sure BBN is happy about that. Um, all right. So also, the last thing I want to say about Wake, though, and ask you that I thought was like really interesting in terms of using Chris Paul and Tim Duncan in the interview process. What they apparently on all the Zoom interviews they. That. They had, so they, I saw a graphic, they had basically, it was like the president, they had like one of, their, one of their top boosters, the AD, and they had Tim Duncan and Chris Paul like sitting in. They said that, I think Forbes came out and said, it was like they were very, they didn't talk a lot, they were kind of just like taking things in. It's like, but can you imagine like being on an interview, I, it was Zoom interview or not, and you've got by the greatest power forward of all time, one of the best point guards of our generation, and they're just sitting there like from the school and they're judged like, are you good enough for our university? Which I thought, I liked – I don't think it ha- that happens, obviously, if it's not – like, Chris Paul's not sitting in on that in the middle of the NBA season. But I did think that was – it was interesting to kind of have those, like, basically cornerstones of that program to a degree um, involved in that process and kind of giving their feedback. Uh, I'm, all I can say is that I would be – I would be intimidated, no matter who okay. I was as a coach, to sit there and be like, oh, hello, Mr. Duncan. Yeah. Uh, this, is is, this is what I want to do offensively. What do you think? Or said his son was sitting in the background, like, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, like it's gonna be like, like," and he was yeah. like, "He's like one and all." I'm like, "Chill, chill. I won't get you plenty of autographs." <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, new new chapter at Wake, and um, we'll get into the ACC jobs uh, later. But want to get into the NIL. Um, NCAA finally comes out after the G League makes a chess move, while NCAA was playing checkers for the past thirty years. Um, Here's my thing. We still don't know what this is going to look like. Um, one, it, won't, it likely won't be in place until 2021, maybe even later, um, depending on how, this, how long it takes and, and when the voting happens. Um, there's still going to be restrictions. Like, yeah. like to your, I know we were talking earlier about Instagram posts and like what we think different athletes could be um, worth for, an, uh, for a social post, we'll call it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, what happens if like, an alcohol or like a sports betting company wants to rep Zion. Let's just use Zion because that's the easiest. He's the perfect, yeah, because he's, yeah. And he gets the most, but like what happens if like Budweiser wants to rep Zion or DraftKings or like something where it's kind of like, ugh. Like the murky waters, like the NCAA is not fully getting in bed with themselves. Like are you going to let the players get involved? And what's the money transfer? Like is this, does Budweiser approach a committee at the NCAA and say, hey, we'd like to offer – Ian Frazier at Ohio University and Zion Williamson at Duke, like these packages, and then yeah. they say yes. And that's and my part of my thing too, and it kind of ties in with obviously like the early entrance stuff is like that is part of the reason that agents are there. And if a college kid can't have an agent, and you've got these companies that are whether it's lowballing, whether it's like you're asking a parent or a kid to make these decisions without being able to have the guidance of an agent um, is I think can be tough. Everyone, I think the positives are better than the negatives, but there are a lot of like, I mean, especially for the kids, like, but there's a lot of like things. It's like, 
one, are we monitoring, like, yeah, who, how much a kid can get, what type of sponsorship, uh, when they can receive that money, how they're negotiating, like, yep. Yep. like what, that's, yep. my thing is, like, if Zion can't, is the only person he can represent himself, if he, is he just going to get blown up with calls and texts all day long from every company trying to sponsor him? He's in the middle of his season, obviously trying, that's, yeah, is there going to be is there going to be the equivalent of a recruiting period for sponsorship period? Yeah, like hey, you can only talk to this kid from I don't know when he commits until the first game, let's say. So like, there's no there's no distract quote unquote distraction during the season. Yeah. What does that look like? And you make a good point about the agents. Like, what happens? Are is the NCAA now going to manage agents? Are they going to be like in bed with each other? Like, oh okay, like my guy wants this and the, like. It's weird. Yeah, that's the, that's one of the one thing I think it's not necessarily being talked about is just like not say the burden on the athletes, but it is, it's something. It's like they're never they like everyone thinks okay, yeah, they'll get this money, but then also like the top ones that are people are gonna be the generational athletes that are going to college. Like people are just gonna be blowing them up nonstop or trying to get to them um, in some form or another. And then obviously we already know the murkiness of guardians and some parents and like just that have to get in the mix to begin with. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and I thought it was super interesting that um, two senators already sent a joint letter back to the NCAA, essentially saying, hey, what you proposed is so inadequate. Like, we don't have nearly enough answers, which is all what we're talking about. Yeah. And that's Congress. Congress is saying, you're asking us to do something, and we don't even know 50% of the details. So, I mean, look, I think, uh, is the NCAA late to the party, as always? Of course. Um, are they reactionary instead of being proactive? Of course. Um, will this affect an athlete in the next two years? Maybe. Uh, don't know. Um, yeah. The thing is, too, it's like, are you going and, – and everyone wants to be like, oh, well, what prevents um, Johnny Boy Smith's Chevrolet dealership that just wants to help out Kentucky basketball from just giving – like $500,000 to a kid to come play, like, are, is, is, are they going to try and like set like fair market value? Because that's what, or like putting a cap on something because that's, that's what. I don't think they, I don't think they have the jurisdiction to do it, but some, that's, yeah, and that's what it can, like, is it just the free market system? If it's full like, on free market. I mean, you could. As long as it, as long as it gets, what's the right word? As long as it gets like evaluated by some, like, I feel like, okay, here's, all of the opportunities and here are the players there has to be something in the middle that says okay yep that's above board that makes sense here you go um but whether that's going to be the NCAA or not and how that's going to work nobody knows NCAA should build they should hire us just build a new uh department of like it's uh -huh. just about like the yeah part of the NCAA but like guys is like a middleman between like evaluating and just like be the arbitrators like we'll just yeah that'd yeah. be fun. yeah I mean, yeah, yeah, I just think it's open. It's the right. It should have been this all along, but they're opening it up so much that it's like, all right, what? Where? There's so many other things we either haven't thought of, or that just open it up completely. Um, that will kind of blow up every other rule, you know. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's do the G League because I think that makes most yeah. sense to to talk about why the NCAA even did this. But so the G League essentially creates this new pathway to, to being in the NBA um, by offering like a select contract. And so the select contract, which is, this is genius, but essentially it offers, and now look, like even before I get into this, this is for like 12 to 15 players a year. I think that's what people 
originally were like, oh my God, college basketball is over. It's like, no, it's just for the best. Yeah. Um, but it, okay, so it's offered to elite players who are not eligible for the draft. Um, so it's essentially just offering to skip college. You get $125,000 salary um, for a five month season or more. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, they're, they're, they're case by case basis, essentially. Yep. Um, it's accompanied by year long opportunities for on and off the court professional development, um, as well as you get money to go back to school. That to me is the best thing that they did because now there's like no argument. Like, yeah, you need money to survive. So like you could have argued, well, you're getting the money for a scholarship. So just use that for college, but what are you going to do to live? So now that they, they, they took both of those, I think that's unbelievable. But again, college basketball will still be okay. No, and that's, that's my entire point is everyone is like, oh, this is going to hurt college basketball. College basketball has gotten to this point where we've gone through a wave where there wasn't an age restriction. And it was still awesome. Like, yeah. when did, okay, so when did Kobe – like, LeBron came out in, like, 03. Like, that's yeah. that literally – literally in 01, 02, you had Duke winning a national championship with, like, Jay Williams and Boozer and, and Dunleavy and all those guys. You had a Maryland team with Juan Dixon and Steve Blake and Lonnie Baxter – um, I can't even think. UNC, UNC, UNC won in oh, – no, no, I'm sorry. Kansas in oh, – no. I know UConn won in 04. Yeah. 05 oh, UNC. Who is 03 that we're forgetting right oh, now? Oh, Syracuse, Mello. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. But, like, in, exactly. And, like, for the exact, that exact reason, like, Mello was, what, the number three pick in that draft? Basically, it should have been number two. Yeah. LeBron, Darko, Mello. Yeah. And, and, like, LeBron, like, that whole banana boat crew, like, Chris Paul went to college. Mello went to college. Uh, like, Bosh, one year. Like, there's still – the quality of basketball, while you might not have one or two guys, the overall quality is not going to change. People aren't going to stop watching college basketball because um, R.J. Barrett goes directly to the NBA. Like, no, because then, then, look – Cam Reddish has a bigger role. And then, yeah, it's like – There's an argument to be made that this will actually make college basketball stronger. Because now you're eliminating the 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 lot the quote unquote lottery picks. They're gonna go play, and now Duke and Carolina and Kansas and all these guys are gonna recruit the you know let's just let's just say the bottom level five stars and four stars that probably aren't gonna get drafted one and done, and now they'll stay two or three years. Like, I mean, look at Wendell Moore or yeah. like those dudes who were like maybe in question to be drafted and then they played a year and it's like oh yeah no you gotta stay like to me there's an argument to be made that it, 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 college basketball will be stronger you know who's on the opposite side of the fence of us on this no our boy uh I mean, it could be anybody our boy barstool regs from um oh. he's like he go his argument is and to play devil's to play his part which i'll refute myself too is he was i, I want to watch talent and if the top talent's not there um, you know, there's, that's obviously a loss for college basketball, but yes, it would be awesome to see LeBron in college. Like that would be something like, that's like, say like we had, like we had Zion in college, but if you say, look at this. So the year Zion was in and as great as Aaron is not a shot at Duke and not even trying to prop Virginia up, but like that was Zion. They didn't make the final four. And yet you still have one of the most memorable and recent memory national title games. You have crazy tournament. You have so many memories. If Zion's not there, like, yeah, like, it changed college basketball, but it's the same. Like, it would, as great it would be to see LeBron, you still had a, Syracuse's one title with Carmelo Anthony, and you had an awesome so, title game with that, too. So what happens when – because a year ago, if you, if you look up all the articles, 
Adam Silver said by next year we're going to take away the one and done rule. So what happens then? Uh, no idea. I That's mean, my question. Is like, okay, well, you have this G League option, but if the one and done rule is removed, then wouldn't you just – well, I, I mean, I – I, I guess, like, it's, it, if you want it to be a developmental route, like, for example, Jalen McHugh that was supposed to go to NC State, yeah. he didn't, and, but he got a – rather than, like, a normal uh, – he got drafted, I guess, second round by the Suns, but they gave him a – like, a three-year G League contract guaranteed because he was, like, 18 years old and, like, we're going to give you this opportunity to develop. We're not just going to say, hey, we can cut you tomorrow, whatever it is. So there's, like, security there. My point with that, I think if – Personally, like I get, there's a there's different ways that different kids develop. I personally, if and maybe it's my bias towards college basketball, I would rather go to Duke and learn from. If I'm gonna go this route, I'd rather go to Duke, learn from Coach K, than I would be in a kind of manufactured environment. As great as the stuff they are putting together, I would still. I think there's so many good coaches and so many opportunities. Um, Listen, man, there, there's here's, both ways. I know. Yeah, I, I hear you. And I think let's skip the coaching. I, the coaching, great. You want to go play for Bennett or William? It doesn't matter. To me, there's, there's only one opportunity to be a college kid, right? And now you're, you're the top of the food chain. Yeah. Like, I guess besides football. But, like, you, could you imagine being an athlete at Carolina or yeah. Kansas? Or, I mean, it would be – unbelievable like everything is done for you you're catered to it's an amazing experience not to mention like if you go to the g league like yeah sure i'm sure people will help you out afterwards but like you can always go back to duke or yeah. virginia or th that's your family fallback if like you have a poor like first year and this i know kids especially if you're that's why you don't want to think that way but that one year so you have a poor year your fallback if you're at duke is i stay another year at duke and I play, and I'm in the spot, and I do this. Whereas in Julia, it's okay. I don't feel like you're going to get the same commitment and the same attention. It's like, okay, this guy missed his opportunity to really be a lottery pick. Yeah. Put his, like, you know how quickly the NBA dudes, like, look over. It's like, all right, next year, like, whatever. Like, if and, you didn't and I'm glad they're doing it. Obviously, I'm glad they're not just throwing kids. Like, they're not throwing Jalen Green on, like, the main red claws. I'm, not, I'm glad they're doing, like, a separate thing. Because when you think about it, I think, I think Ty uh, – uh, Tate Frazier said it, it basically was like if you look at some of these G League teams like they're like legit guys that were dogs in college that are not that far out of college that like I think it was like the horn the Charlotte's like G League uh, uh, roster and it's like you have multiple all ACC guys and you put mm -hmm. a 17 18 year old kid against like um, some of these dudes I'm gonna just pull up this right and see like guys that yeah Greensboro swarm and especially and like they're they are gonna play against them but I just don't – I feel like you can develop so much better. I don't know. I, I love it. Like, okay, so they're, they're, they've got Joel Berry, K.J. McDaniels, Jeff Ryan, like Kobe Simmons onto a race balding. Like, they're dudes that were, like, very legit. Um, I mean, like, I, I don't know. It, it just seems like – I think there's still more pros to the college side than the G League side unless you just want straight money and you just don't want to deal with yeah, the unless, Yeah, unless that's it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to deal with the bullshit of classes. You don't want to have, like fine, but yeah. I, and I like I do, I do like having the option. I don't. I'm not knocking it. I like the option. I like that what they did. But um, and the same thing at the end of the day, it, the perfect example. I texted you about this. Um, Sharif Abdurrahim is the president of G League. His yeah. son Jabri is he's he's top thirty. He not necessarily would be in this, but he's like 
no, like I want to go to school. Like I want the campus environment. I want to learn from coach Bennett. Yep. I, it's not for me. Like I'm going to go to school and that's, I think you're going to get kids. They're like, no, it's not for me. I'm going to go to school. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, all right, let's transition to Louisville and Kansas. Uh, both of them different. I think Louisville was first a couple days ago, um, received NOA notice of allegations. Um, Louisville gets a level one, which is the most, uh, severe Patino gets a level two as soon as he gets the head coaching job, which I just think is hysterical. Um, tough timing for sure. Um, I, you know, I don't even really know what to say. I, I, I don't know what Louisville is going to react to and or respond. I can tell you after reading Kansas, um, like general report, and I'll read a little bit of it here. Kansas is not, uh, in agreement. They're not on board. Harvey, what is it? I guess. Um, so I'll read a little bit of Kansas. So they released a statement afterwards and it says the university has not hesitated to investigate, self-report, cooperate, and ultimately when appropriate, accept responsibility. It is because of that commitment to integrity, the rules, and its robust compliance efforts that the institution has strong ground to stand on when it believes that allegations of NCAA rules and regulations charged against it are simply unsupported by the evidence and the record. That, that's all that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That means in, in, in legal language and in the court, you got nothing, kid. For those that are listening audio version only, Paul has one oh, finger yeah. up, and it's not the pointer finger. It's the one next to it. That, that's yeah, so. It's the one in the middle. I mean, that's essentially Kansas' yeah. response. Um, Which they've kind of been their stance all along. Like, yeah, honestly, of, like you look like the Midnight Mass. Dude, like, he's coming out. Bill Self's coming out rocking the Adidas chain. They've literally, like, and I know they say, claim that Snoop Dogg was an accident. They claim that Snoop Dogg's an accident. But you literally look at this program that outside of Louisville is probably like, yeah, like you said, the number two like bad boy program or like catching those heat. And they just come out like with strippers on poles, Snoop Dogg rapping about weed and, and then Bill Self. So like that's kind of, I know it's not been publicly, like they're not trying to make that, they're saying they're not making that stance, but they've always kind of been like, no, we're Teflon, we're good. Like don't, like you're not going to win coming at us. I mean, what, what do you, what is the NCAA going to do to two of its, I'm ready to – no, yeah, without a doubt. Louisville and Kansas are in the top ten most important programs in college basketball. Easy, easy. They, they, what are you going to do to them? No. You know, like, what's, what's, what's eventually going to happen is a slap on the wrist. They'll probably get a scholarship or two taken away, which at the end of the day you can yeah. survive. The thing that – the only thing that worries me with, like, Louisville over Kansas is, like, the repeat offenses. Like with the Katina Powell yeah, stuff, with all that, like it's the repeat offenses that I think the NCAA has somewhat of a leg to stand on in terms of like negligence. Like, get in more shit for sure. Exactly. And that's, and I saw like someone, I think it was maybe Dane O'Neill, one of the athletics, like their prediction was like possibility of like a two year postseason ban and four or five years of probation. And I could see them like maybe NCAA gives them a two year and then they like appeal down to like a one year or something. But like even then, Two years? No way. They did because they self – the only reason why I think that that's possible is because the mitigating factor – like the fact that Louisville already gave itself a one-year postseason ban like before, like all the like, Katina Powell's up, they didn't list any of their self-imposed sanctions or anything as a mitigating factor. So they're like – we basically NCAA said we don't care that you've like sanctioned yourself. Because they, it wasn't record, it wasn't reported at all that that Louisville has done anything to like go towards this. So like that's my. I don't think I think Louisville. There's a chance there could be some things, but 
the man that's made out of all this is, I mean, Chris Mack and his agent who knew this coming has a contract that extends a year for every year that they might have a band. Wow. Like, I mean, it has to have, like, if you're going to take that job, especially in that situation, like he did, you have to have something like that. But if they get a two year band, Chris Mack gets an automatic two year extension on his contract, which is, Probably like the best outside of Danny Manning's contract that like we thought was Teflon at the time. It was apparently not like. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's uh, uh, obviously, yeah, obviously the foresight there was pretty good and that's what you pay agents for. But um, I don't know. Like I, I think Kansas is fine. I think Louisville might just because of like the history of things, but at the end of the day, like I don't think it's making any, you know, it doesn't make anything necessarily better. It's not cleaning up the game by punishing Louisville or if, if they do or Kansas. No. It's still operating the exact same way as it was the other day. People are being maybe a little bit smarter, but. Yeah. And that's it. Okay, we're going to jump into um, ranking the ACC jobs. Um, anytime a uh, ACC coach, um, there's a shift. It's a good time to talk about it. Um, this was done a couple of years ago by i don't even remember but it was a it was, stadium. it was goodman they did goodman did a poll of like coaches um, yeah and it was all by the acc coaches right and they like voted it was by the coaches and basically let me pull it up i've got it right here um yeah. i disagreed on a bunch i definitely did too and that's why i think it's gonna be interesting to see like what we have to say about it and i looked at some other like the other ones i tried to like look up other people's rankings it was so biased like there was one by syracuse people there's one by carolina and it was like yeah yeah, and the funniest one I think I read was Syracuse is the third job, but it didn't. It had Carolina one instead of Duke because it said Duke is just made the Duke program has been made only by one coach. I was like, well, what's Syracuse made by? <laughs> it's like that's exact. Yeah. So I think there's just so much bias. So the interesting one, and I'll run through. I'll, I'll just run through quickly at least what the coaches voted on. Like coaches had. Um, and they, the, the different categories, they ranked basically different categories and then it was all combined. It was history and tradition, media exposure, game atmosphere, budget and resources, recruiting base, facilities, selling pros and admission requirement. The only thing that I might add like into the thing of that, that I thought about when I was like evaluating this was just like quality of life, like as a person, like where the location is like compared to like, yeah, that's sure. the only thing, other thing I can think of. I think everything else is covered. And I think that yeah, does come secondary to all those because the, I think you're going to take a better job. Like, I think you're, you'd rather be in Lawrence, Kansas, coaching for Kansas than you'd be, I think, at University of Miami, even though you'd be living on yeah. South Beach. So I, yeah. I think it's a secondary thing, but if you're going to nitpick, it's something yeah. to consider. So. All right, so we're going to do 15 to 1. 15 to 1. Okay. I want to uh, hear your, your number 15. We're going to go at the same time? No, nah, give yours and I'll get – we'll alternate. You give yours, I'll get mine. Next one, I'll get mine. You, yeah. Okay, mine is Boston College at 15. And it's fair. I and this you will argue about. I have Virginia Tech at 15, which wow, I feel dude, dicey. your bias is no, showing. I'm biased, but also I think it's part of it's a fair bias because if you've ever been to that arena, everyone like and get, don't get me wrong. And this I, this is probably the one I've been most biased about of anything. The only thing I. I would rather be – if they're both shitty arenas. Like, Conti Forum is awful, and the ice is down 90% of the time. But Castle Coliseum, you, they're all wooden chairs. And if I, I can't sit in a seat at Castle Coliseum and not have my knees in the back of someone's head. They're, it's, the facilities 
Dude, fine, fine. But just even in the last 10 years, Virginia Tech and BC are light years apart in terms of success. Light years. In terms of success. But this is my point. So this is my thinking when I did this. I said, if you eliminate the, all the, the, the players today, just don't matter. Like, I'm not like, if I had to pick a job over any job today, not considering, like, who's coming back to a roster and not considering, who, like, I would rather go to BC tomorrow than go to Virginia Tech because I think that there is a higher ceiling at BC and you're, at least you're living in Boston compared to middle nowhere, Blacksburg, Virginia, where it's always going to be a football school. Now, you can say BC is a hockey school. I don't think basketball will never come primary at Virginia Tech. You're not – like, you have the Virginia connections, I guess, if you recruit right and you have the right staff, but you're going to be number two in basketball to Virginia. You're going to be secondary to all the Carolina schools that you're basically recruiting for. I think at least with BC you get the, some of the Northeast kids and the prep kids if you play uh, right. But I agree. Yeah, I mean, BC, I'm, I'm making an argument of 14 versus 15 because I have BC 14. Okay, okay, fine. I mean, listen, the last time BC made any noise was in 2006. They went to the Sweet 16. That's their highest finish in the last 14 years. That's fair. My, I think my counter-argument to it is I think Buzz's last year at Virginia Tech, which was what, I guess, yeah, two years ago, really? I think, like, that's – honestly, I, I think that's, like, their ceiling. And that's, like, whether that's wrong in me thinking, and I think BC has been better than Virginia Tech ever has. Okay. And yeah. That's, that's, better oh, yeah. than the Big East. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's fair. And, and but maybe. But, yeah. Okay. So you already you gave up your fourteen. So your fourteen. My fourteen is Boston College, and I, and I see the problems with it. And I, I mean, I know the staff there as well as anybody in, that I know in basketball. And it's you're you're asking kids to stay in dorms for four years. They're not going to take transfers that don't already have a, gra- a degree. They're yeah. not. It's going to be t- like it's always going to be secondary. The Red Sox, the Patriots, the Celtics, all that. I get. I and so it is is a tough job. Um, and especially in the ACC, I think the best thing that Christian's done is getting the kids that are in – like they've recruited North Carolina for almost like half their kids. They're Kai Bowman, Jerome Robinson, all those kids like that didn't get offers from the schools they wanted to. They've done a good job of getting those. Like, hey, come play in the ACC, and you've gotten some NBA players out of those. But it is – it is a – definitely it's a it's – a t- they shouldn't be in the ACC. That's yep. – Okay, so you're going um, Virginia Tech, Boston College. I go Boston College, Georgia Tech. I am so low on Georgia Tech. It's unbelievable. I have Georgia Tech's pretty high, and I honestly thought you might even go, like, a spot higher than me. I want to hear your – because – Okay, so here's my thing. Someone that coached in Atlanta, I want to hear this. I fully ex- – dude, their campus is super cool. Their facility yep. is great. Awesome. You're de- you can walk – you literally, when you leave the arena, you walk into Midtown Atlanta. Yeah, that's – yeah. The academics are brutal, and they don't budge. Uh, nope. Well, I mean, what am I, who am I? But they – I think historically they really haven't budged. Um, they, to me, they have not had an identity since Chris Paul was there. And that's 15 years ago. So half, that, of, my, yeah. half of my life, I don't think they've had an identity. I don't know who they are. They, they get a new coach every four or five years. Um, to me, yeah. I just think they're in, they're in like limbo. Like, they, like, what are you, are you selling Chris Paul still? You can't, there's no way you can sell it. You're four or five coaches removed. You can't sell. What are you selling? Not Chris Paul. We're talking about Georgia tech. Georgia, oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, sorry. I'm thinking about weight. Um, I had Bosch in my head. 
Um, yeah. What are you? What are you? What are you selling? Like what play? Like so you can't. To me, you can't sell the NBA player aspect. Um, what what argument does Georgia Tech have over any other ACC school besides? Hey, Atlanta's cool. My thing, my is like Georgia. I'd put as a top five basketball high school basketball state right now. I put it in the country. That'd be my argument to that. Yeah. Okay. But what does that mean for what does that mean? Like, yeah. What do you? Oh, you're saying in, in terms of recruiting base and recruiting base. That's like I think for me, recruiting base in a state that is that powerful. I think like yeah. But what has it done for them? Their best players are in New York. It hasn't. But I also think it's a job that I don't think it's been fully sewered by. The coaches that have been there, obviously, I think Gregory wasn't a good hire for it. I think Pastner wasn't a good hire. But I think if if I'm confident in the guy I'm sending there, I am confident that like I can like that guy will be able to pull like how Anthony Edwards went to Georgia Tech and multiple guys. Like that's so that's my stance on. It. I think that Georgia's so good. At wait, wait, Anthony that, Edwards. You mean wait? Say that again. Anthony Edwards that, like, went to Georgia. I think if I had a good coach at Georgia Tech. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. wasn't a weirdo like Pastner. Sorry, Josh Pastner. I think you get those kids over that. And then, like, the allure of playing in the ACC, um, being in a sick city, being on all this campus. I don't I, – like, you do have to, like, find kind of like a – not necessarily a niche because you do have to get kids that will buy into the academics to a degree. But, like – Duke, Carolina, and Virginia are also all like very good academic schools. Um, yeah. But so I, I think, and I mean, it, might old, it might be an old ACC bias for me because I like remember when they were like, I mean, they went to a national title game without Chris Paul. So Bobby. good. That was in uh, 2002? Nah, it was after. It was like four. It was when they oh, lost they to UConn. UConn. They lost yeah. to UConn. It was Luke Schenser and yeah, and all that. Yeah, it's the Australian dude. Yeah, that was unbelievable. All right, well, that's – I don't know. I, and maybe I don't even have a good reason and my bias is showing, but I just have Georgia Tech at the bottom of the barrel. Because yeah. to me – They've definitely I, they hurt themselves be, over the years. They should be better. but no, I they, they definitely should. And, I, and we'll get to, like, my – I'll say more pros when I get to them. But you go my, So, I, yeah, I had my – my 14 was Boston College. Um, you gave yours. Who's your – what's your 13? Uh, Wake Forest. Which is fair. I figured they'd be down there for you. My 13 is Clemson. Um, and, and I think it's almost like it's a, for me, it's a better version of Virginia tech where it's like, yeah, you have like football will help you recruit kids. It's a cooler town. Like you're inside, it's cooler than like Blacksburg or anything like that, but there's no history with Clemson basketball. No tradition. There's no tradition. You're all like, I've never thought like, I mean, Clemson, like how I said, Georgia tech, I have the old ACC bias. I have all the ACC bias against Clemson because they've just always been like the bottom of the ACC. And you can pencil them in as a W when you look at the schedule almost like every year. You, is, you know what's crazy? Oh, man. I, and I know it's only happened in, in recent years, but like Clemson's the best football school in the ACC. So like you're going to the best football school in the last, you know, what, six to 10 years, roughly? Yeah, no, these, since Dabo took over, yeah. You know, I think overall, we're going to probably say Florida State, Miami. We're not going to get in that oh, yeah. But whatever. Right now, Clemson is the football school to go to. Like, so the interesting thing is, like, if you look at those ACC, like, the rankings, they're, like, 13th in history and 13th in, like, ninth in game right. atmosphere. It's a little better. Sixth in facilities, which makes sense because they have a bunch of money. The yeah. one thing they are actually really high in is third, they're in admissions requirements because I think it's a really easy school to get kids into. 
So like, you don't have to worry about the academics compared to but like half the ACC are very, very strong academic schools. So like when you compare them to those, yes. But at the end of the day, like I think, uh, and I'll use this argument with a different school. I think they would be better as a basketball program in like the SEC or something than they would in the ACC. I just can't see them ever like, I've never seen them compete. I've never seen them compete. So it's hard for me to rank. But no, I hear you. Yeah, I mean, my yeah, I, I think we're actually pretty close. Like, mine was Wake, yours is Clemson. Um, I but Wake, know. why? Okay, so why do you hate Wake so much? And this is this is why this whole list started, dude. Tough school to get into, boring town in the middle of nowhere. They haven't been good in again. I, I was I have all my players mixed up, but I mean that's where Paul I was and- talking about Chris Paul. Um, they did I, have a team that – I, I counter myself. They, after Chris Paul, they had a team that reached number one in the country, but then they lost, like, in, like, the first – they ended up like, – it was, it was, like, Ish, Ish Smith and uh, T, Jeff Teague, yep, Johnson, yep. and all those guys. Like, they were good under D- yep. Gaudio, but then after that, it's like they went on a sharp decline. Yeah. Yeah, but, okay, so I would I, – I think – I think – well, I mean, look, I'm already going to tell you my 12. It's Clemson. But I think right. Clemson's a better job just because you can get kids in easier. Like, simple as that. I think – so. yeah, and my argument to that is I think, like what we said with the interview of Tim Duncan and Chris Paul, if you can get Chris Paul to make a call for you, if you can get Tim Duncan to make a call, whatever it is, I think the allure of that as a player, and I'm looking at, is better – like, it's a better basketball school. Yeah, who, who, if you understand the history behind it from Clemson. Who's Clemson selling? No, zero. That's, and that's why I think I think – if you look at it, facilities, I'm, I think probably, I mean, probably, you know, like they have a new facility at Wake. It's really good. And Chris Paul's put a bunch of money in stuff. You have wealthy donors. Um, it is a small school. And it is like super hard to get into. Yeah. I think, but it, I also, it's almost like the kind of the, I use with BC uses are the kids that can't get a Duke or a Carolina offer or maybe NC State that want to still be in the mix there in North Carolina maybe. Um, I think that you, if you get enough kids, and who knows, like, I don't, if Forbes is that guy to do that, maybe. I like Wake Forest a little bit more, and it probably is a, a little bit of a bias, but uh, from, old, like, old ACC, I think there's, like, original, like, nine teams. Um, but it, for me, I don't know. I think it's a better job because I, I love the school. I, when I went on tours in high school, I loved the school. I loved the campus. It was a smaller campus. It, but you're right. It is a more boring town. It's not as boring as Blacksburg, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so All fine. Right. So, I gave you my 12, so my 12 is Clemson. What's your 12? My 12 is Miami. Um, and my 12, like, I think the – like, no history and tradition Miami basketball. Um, game atmosphere, I don't know anyone that cares about Miami basketball. Like, you, you get, like yeah, – I don't tough. know. Like, I think I always, like, playing on the road Miami, I'm never scared about playing at Miami. Like, it's awesome. It isn't a big city. You're, you're living in South Beach. Um, I'm sure they have, like, some – it's super easy, obviously, to get into, in, kids into school there. Um, and I think they have decent facilities. Um, but, and then this, I was like, quality of life's better because you're in Miami. But I also, I just, if I was to take a job, like I said, it was kind of just saying like, I would personally, I'd rather take like my number 11 is Pittsburgh. And I think I could win more at Pittsburgh than I could at Miami. Your 11 is Pittsburgh and your 12, say that one more time. My 11 is Pittsburgh. My 12 is Miami. When I like stack those up, even though I would rather live in Miami, I think I could win more at Pittsburgh than I could win at Miami. I just, I, I think I you get more to get. Yeah, I agree with that sentiment. My, 12? my 12 is Clemson. Um, yep. We swapped. And then my 11 is Miami. Okay. You know, so. Well, like, so like similar. Yeah. Same page. Yeah. That. We're like, pretty close. And I can't argue. bottom of the barrel. Yeah. It's not like. Yeah, it's not, not bottom of the barrel. You can sell, you know, 
um, weather and South Beach and the campus and the whole thing. Um, but there, again, not a lot of tradition, not a lot of pros. Um, Laranega had, had done a pretty good job, bringing oh, did, yeah. it back, you know, um, but yeah, Miami's just always been in limbo. Like sometimes they're third in the conference and sometimes they're last. Yeah, it's just prior to Laranega, the program had only gone in the Sweet 16 just one time, and that was in 2000. Yeah. Is, like, there's just not any history. And so it's like, you just don't think of Miami as a basketball school. And they did a good job. Like, he had a couple like, – with Shane Larkin in that team. Like, he put yeah, together a good roster. Yeah. Um, the funniest thing is, like, where they went, the quote from an AC, one ACC head coach, is location, weather, and women. You have a college campus, but their coaches yes. can sell South Beach in the weather. It's like, if you get that kid, it's just like – That's what you're saying. as much. Yeah, that's what you're all right, let's break in the top ten. What's your ten? So I had let's see. Oh, so I had I had Miami twelve. I had Pittsburgh eleven. Um, okay. You what and and Pittsburgh eleven because and I still think like Jamie Dixon did a really good job with that program. Um, I like like they were consistent for a while. I think they're they're not a great so what so consistent. Yeah, I mean they were, yeah, it says ten straight NCAA tournaments from two thousand two to two thousand eleven, but then like. They just haven't been relevant until, like, now that Capel's starting to, like, recruit again. Um, and it's, a, it's another one. Former Pittsburgh, former Pittsburgh assistant, the best thing you have to sell is the city of Pittsburgh, cost of living, little city campus, big city. Um, but, like, it's just – they're just not a fit. And it says the knock is they're not – the league affiliation doesn't fit Pittsburgh. They used to be able to get New York kids when they were Big East, but now it's a difficult sell. So, like – I, I don't agree with that quote about the facilities or bottom half of the league. Elite, this, as a two-year great. Yeah. It's, it's a little smaller, but it's essentially brand new. I mean, it, it probably – And I haven't been you, – you've coached there when you're Providence. Like, you play, like – Yeah, but I also went – I went with Taylor one year and, and went yeah. to the student section. Like, that place is nice. Okay. I don't think – I mean, again, no, we are, we're comparing to the top elite. So, I guess by default, maybe they're in the bottom half. But um, – all right, so you have Pittsburgh at 10. I, no, I had Pittsburgh. I think we're going to go on. Pittsburgh is my 11. Notre Dame was my 10. I have Virginia Tech as my 10. Okay. Fair. You know, and, I, you know, look, I've, we've talked about Virginia Tech, but I, I just think that um, – and may, maybe I just am remembering wrong. I mean, I know Buzz Williams brought it back a ton, and he's done an amazing job there. Uh, yeah. I, I just like prior – before Buzz, they had only been to one tournament since 96. And that's like so. Because like when I was growing up, like until Buzz, which was what yeah. 2013, 2014, they just weren't ever out. And neither was Virginia. So like, and get you can make that jump, but like before, so maybe before I, then, it was just Del Curry. Like that's yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, I think I probably have a little recency bias there, and I'm thinking just of the past five, six years. But I don't know, man. I've been to, I've been to Blacksburg. I don't think it sucks. I, I no, think it's, not, it's, it's, a, it's a college town. It's a college town. Um, you know, it's in the middle of nowhere. Like, I was shocked. Yeah, no, it is. Off, like, the You're exit. driving through Cowfields, and then you see his massive football stadium. Yeah. Wild. Um, That's a fun I, town. I, I'm not going to knock it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Virginia Tech's my 10th, and then I have Pittsburgh. So, what do you okay. have at nine? And then, um, so I had Pittsburgh, and I had Notre Dame at 10, um, just because – and I had Wake Forest at nine, which, like I said, I oh, – So it's too high. It probably is. Now I think of it, I would probably put Notre Dame ahead of Wake Forest. Yes. Um, my thing because, yeah, Notre Dame, you've got great academics too, like Wake, but you get the Midwest kids that want to play in the ACC. Yeah, dude. And Bray's done a good job. No, nah, okay. I, I will admit my first fall is that I probably – I definitely should have Notre Dame at least ahead of Wake. Um, 
And uh, so I got, yeah, I, I mean, Notre Dame, look, Bray's done a good a job as any coach in the country with being with a program for how long he's been with a program. I don't even know. I mean, he's approaching 20 years. He's got to be. Yeah. Um, so I got Notre Dame at eight. So Pittsburgh at nine, Notre Dame at eight. And then seven, I got Florida State. You know I'm big on Leonard. So I had Wake Forest nine. Um, and then I had, Wake, I had Florida State eight. Okay. Um, and then my, my Georgia Tech was seven. So I think we're even, like at this point, our seven through 15, we've covered everyone. I think the only teams we have left, like we're even on the teams we have left, correct? I think so. So yeah, look. No I, one's only been named by each of us. Because like I said, my eight, someone, I think the best I, I read in this thing, Florida State was awesome college town. Like yes. they had the resources, a brand name. Someone says like they fit, they can get Florida kids, Georgia kids. But someone said they look, they seem like an SEC school in the ACC um fine but but leonard they're gonna be like yeah i think he's gotten them to a level where they're like competitive and so yeah. they leonard. weren't like when, yeah in the 90s they weren't like that good but no no kind of still, point where still, still overall they're getting if you can get a top five kid like they have yeah. coming in this year like i think it's it, you absolutely can and stan it's stan jones is the assistant that's been with leonard forever, forever yeah yeah those those two dudes are elite all right so um eight notre dame seven florida state six you want me to go or you? You go. Syracuse. I have NC State. So I went back and forth between NC State and Syracuse. The only reason I put in, I'd rather take the NC State job is because I'd rather have the North Carolina, like the built-in AC, the rivalries, the like kids from there. I think it's harder to recruit. To, uh, I'll, up, I'll, yeah, I'll play devil's advocate. Okay. I want nothing to do with it. Okay. Now I don't want to lose to. I don't want. I don't want to blizzard my entire season. And well, yeah, but that, but that's yeah, but that's different. That's weather and all that. I'm, yeah. I'm out. I don't want to deal with Shashevsky. Now, talk to me in five years when it's like Jeff yeah. Cable yeah. and whoever is going to be yeah, coaching yeah. Carolina. I don't know, but that's why I put NC State there. I, look, they're they're uh, they play in a hockey arena. It's awesome. That, yeah. Great. Um, the Carrier Dome. I'm. I don't know. I mean, it probably depends on your taste, but like the that's my, and that's I think it's it's a taste thing for me. I think I like like, and this is and this is I, I hate I kind of thought of this. Syracuse is a program built by one coach. You know, not at their fault because he's obviously doing it forever. Where NC State, like you've had multiple guys that have been good at different times. Like Jot Friedley's got him to an elite eight. Um, even for what um obviously back to Valvano. What all the way back to Valvano. Like Valvano, but even um. Why am I blanking on a name that's at Santa Clara now? Um, it was at Arizona State. Um, literally. Oh. Um, there forever. Um, had Julius oh, Hodge and all that. bad terms. Herb Sindek. Herb Sindek. Yeah, like, yeah. at times, like, they've all been, like, competitive. And even, like, Sidney Lowe, I think, had, like, one or two good years. So, like, I think the right – like, yeah, I think – for me, it was preference. And, and I say it's probably the ACC bias, like, held over. And then also – but, like, someone say it's just – I would have – I have a hard I, – I am kind of baffled when kids, like, automatically want to go to Syracuse because, like, the weather is just absolutely brutal and snow shit. But that's per- – yeah. That's, yeah. I grew up I, I much think, closer to NC State than I did to Syracuse. I think I can guess your remaining because I know we're going to be wrong on five. Because of where you put Syracuse, I know we're going to be wrong. So, I said NC State at six. You say Syracuse. Yeah. At five, I got Virginia. I had um, – I had NC State at five. So that's why I said I had him back and forth. I had NC State okay. at five. All right, so then we, whatever. We know about Virginia. Like, and I have Virginia at four. You, wait, you have what? I have Virginia at four. 
Wait, who? I have NC State at five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I go NC State, Virginia, Syracuse. So I have Syracuse at four. And that's fair. I think, like, yeah, no, and it's fair. And I think it's – they each have one national title. I yeah, think yeah. – and like you said, like, Virginia's facilities are awesome. Like, the arena's awesome. Um, Charlottesville's, like, an awesome college town. It's close. You've got the DMV kids. You've got, like, the whole, like, East Coast you can, like, recruit from. Tony's obviously built it to the points. But even then, like, in the early 80s, they were awesome. Um, yeah. They just – they've had, obviously, challenging times. Um, it's probably, I guess it'd probably be easier to get kids into Syracuse than it is to Virginia, but it has to be. Yeah. Has to be. I mean, I guess. Yeah. I mean, our, our top three has got to be the same no? Um, probably. I, let's see. Um, don't be, yeah. Don't, don't mess this up. Just, just for the green light. You want me to say them? I'll no, go, go ahead. All right. I got Louisville three, UNC at two, Duke at one. So I had Louisville at, I had Louisville. I know you put UNC no. first. But listen, listen, but I, you are, uh, here's the thing. Let's argue. When I first did this, I had Duke at one and I had UNC at two. And my, my, but I changed it to, I have Louisville at three, Duke at two, UNC at one, because, and this is like, it's not even, the reason why I put Duke at one first, because of right now, if you look at it right now, every kid like wants to be part of the brotherhood. Like all the time, like you see that, it's, it's awesome. It's like, my issue and my only thing, and I said, whether this is fair or not, if Co- when Coach K leaves, if whoever takes that job, if there's any drop-off for like two, three years, the allure of Duke falls a notch. A notch, not like off, doesn't fall off. Where I think UNC, whether like they've been battled, they freaking hired Matt Doherty, and then they've still like rebound, and they've gotten like they've, I think they are like the most. But, but, but can't them. you argue the same thing after Dean Smith? The allure. We haven't seen it. That's my – yeah, we haven't seen it. Like, I think – Matt Doherty is my favorite Carolina coach ever. Because he's just <laughs> shitty, yeah. Horrible. I love Matt Doherty. I wish he would come back, but – But then look what Roy did, like, when, right when – like, he was just – That's what I'm saying. But, but again, Roy also that, had a massive scandal where they couldn't recruit anybody and they still didn't just win a national title right after. That's yeah, – I'm, I'm more confident in the stability of UNC than I am of Duke, which might sound crazy. I no, think the stability of Carolina. Carolina's been better for way longer, and they've won more. Well, barely. I do like, yeah, the positive, like the pros. For me, it was like almost like 50-50. I, I, I literally went back and forth. I love that Duke being a private school, you can get away with a little bit more maybe, yeah. like versus public school. Um, I think probably the campus environment is probably more fun to be a UNC student. And then yeah, at UNC, student. you don't have to go to class. And, then the, and the Jordan factor, obviously, that's going like, to remain consistent. Yeah, whatever. Trust me, you're talk- I hate UNC more than I hate Duke. So, Aaron, I can't my, for the first. And it was poor, part of it. Part of it was me, like, wanting to make it more of an argument. Part of it was me yeah. just being like, okay, take K out of the picture. Like, we haven't seen Duke like good Duke without Coach K, we've seen good UNC with multiple coaches. So I that speaks to the program more than the person who's there. But Duke is Duke because of K, and it should be. So I don't know if you're wrong. I, I think either way. I think, I think our, our 6 to like 11, I think that's where people are going to be like, that's where people will argue the most. I can't if, wait if to it, this. If it's, it's 2020 right now, I think if Duke wins another in the next five years, I easily put Duke at number one. Yeah, I mean, I think I, for that, and that's a difference to me. Like, yeah, if you get, yeah, I agree. 
I think if Duke gets another one, like, in this time of, like, getting all these top kids, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, like, you got. But, like, I was – now that I, like, look back on it and, like, the fact that UNC was able to win 2017 is, like, after all the shit they went through and, like, obviously they finished – I just literally just picked a team that finished 15th in the ACC last year as my top ACC program, which is kind of crazy. But I also am, like, I'm confident the next year they'll be back in the top three. So that's – I just love, I think, the stability of Carolina as much as it pains me to say. Um, and I know if from – I don't think – obviously after – this was before Virginia won. I know one of, like, I think it was three – I was told there was three or four schools that Tony Bennett would ever consider leaving for. One was, like, I think Wisconsin, and one was North Carolina. Wow. I don't think they would, he would never leave in conference. I think after winning at Virginia and especially cause he owns, he owns North, they've won like six last eight against North Carolina. Um, yeah, that'd be an interesting one. Crazy stat. I saw this week. Virginia is, I think it, Virginia is in the last 20 years overall in basketball. They, I think have like a 20 and 19 record against UNC in basketball. Pretty wild. Cause that, cause Bennett's only been there for 10, but it shows yeah. how much better they've been under Bennett against oh, Carolina, but then they can't be Duke. So like yeah, the fact that you tell me Tony Bennett's been in Virginia for 10 years is scary. And I turned the Virginia, I was watching Virginia Duke 07 and Virginia, they put the graphic at the beginning of the game. Virginia has lost 16 in the last 18 games. That was like in 2007. It's like, we just don't. And then even since then, Virginia has won, they've beaten Duke two times until this year since 07. So it's like, they that's, do, that's the one. True. What? Since Think about it. 07. Think about it. They only won on the tie shot in Cameron, the game, the Joe Harris game in Virginia, and then this year. That's the only time they've won. I, I, you yeah. own me, bro. You got, you got it. No, no, I don't. We don't. We don't. No. <laughs> no, nah, they, they, no. Nah, and it's, it's just, they, they think about like those games, like that Virginia went as good as they've been. It's like the tie, the tie shot, the Zion games, like they, Zion won both games with last year. Um, wow. Look like, they never, yeah, the only time that the Ty and Kyle group won was Ty shot at Duke. And the only game that Brogdon won was with Joe and them. Yeah. And that one. Yeah. But, well, listen, man, these are our rankings. Glad we got this out. Yeah, yeah me too. Um, we'll be back here soon. Everybody stay safe and healthy and uh, sane, I guess, you know. Seriously. Uh, until next time. Keep the ball bouncing. Lately, I've been feeling like this is what I've been working towards. If you ain't trying to be the boss, then tell me what you're working for. Certain doors are closed, but now they opening up. Celebrating with some shots, maybe poke on a cup. Pull, slush, rust, souls up next, and I got this. Crazy like Britney and the love so toxic. Got a wall up, I'm trying to infiltrate a conscious. Taking 12 shots like where the cops is. Come on.